Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to another edition of the Readerly Report. Today, Gail and I are going to be presenting part two of our gift guide. If you listened last week, you will remember that we were going through our list and we realized that we had a lot of good picks that we wanted to share and we really didn't want to just rush them into the show. So we're going to be doing that, finishing that up this week. We have some book news to share with you. We want to get into our book of the month picks. And I've got a couple of books that I have been reading that I would like to talk about. So we have a good show today or a lot to get to today. And uh, I guess let's get to it. Gail, why don't you kick us off and talk okay. about the book of the month picks? Okay. So December book of the month. Because you have quite a few of them, right? Yeah. So the December book of the month picks came out a few days ago. And the choices are um, Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano, which is contemporary fiction. Um, Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is a book that came out earlier this year. I want to say maybe even the spring. But I guess every year... In December, Book of the Month likes to look back on the year and see if there's anything they missed that they wish they had included, but they didn't have room for. And so this was their pick. It's by Casey McQuiston. It is a romance. And and it's about, um, I think it's about the son of the president and then a prince from the royal family in England and how they get involved. So it's a same-sex romance story. It's supposed to be great. Um, long yeah, that bright- was on your list at one point, wasn't it? I feel yeah. like you had mentioned that on the show that you wanted to read. It sounded yeah. cute. Yep, yep. Long Bright River by Liz Moore, which Nicole talked about on either the last episode or the one before. Kind of a I gritty, really like this book. A gritty mystery thriller book about the opioid crisis in Philadelphia and how it affects two sisters. Two sisters, one who's a cop and one who's an addict. Um, Then there's historical fiction called The Glittering Hour about the 1920s. And then finally, a domestic suspense book called The Wives by Taryn Fisher. And that is an early early release. release. Yeah. That's an early release. So here's the thing. I have three of these in the house already. I have Dear Edward from BEA. I have Red, White, and Royal Blue, which I got, I picked up over the course of the year. have not read either of those and I also have The Wives, which I picked up at BEA. So that left for me the other two, um, not that into the 20s in historical fiction. And I really agonized over Long Bright River because you had recommended it so highly. But I decided in the end to skip this month because I, fa- I thought that um, – that I thought that – I don't know. It's out of my wheelhouse enough that I thought I wouldn't read it right away and – I figured I could maybe get it from the library, like after the hype dies down, or maybe I can swap for Long it, Bright but, River? Yeah, Long Bright River. And I know the fact that it was very long and that it was – someone mentioned like police procedural, which is not really a book I usually gravitate towards. So I, in the end, despite your glowing recommendation, I actually skipped this month. You know, I would say that this leans more towards literary fiction than police procedural. Oh, really? I mean, it is technically just because she's a police officer. So there was a lot about being a woman working in the police department and what she discovers there. So she has some friction with her boss. She's kind of a loner on the force. She doesn't really fit in because partially because she's a woman and the politics of that. 
Yeah, this is literary fiction. I feel like anyone who is looking for a police procedural or something that is super suspenseful, this is like intricate details of the relationship between these sisters, how they got started on their path. Hmm. It's very interior. I mean, she, there are interactions that she has on her job, but you know, I think that if you're looking for something that is traditionally procedural, this probably isn't the book. I would skew this more towards, I don't know, it's even more literary fiction, I feel like, than Tana French. It's very contemplative and... Hmm. Now you're yeah, making me rethink my, my choice again. I think I should do it. Go for it. This is literary fiction. So if anyone's looking, I mean, if you're looking at this as a straight detective novel or a police procedural, like how those are typically presented, I feel like you're going to be bored by this book. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll rethink it. I, don't, I, I could probably go in and undo it. I just did it five minutes ago and said I was going to skip. I bet I could go back and, and add it. So maybe right. I will. I don't know. You had you had spoken so glowingly of it that I I definitely agonized over this for a little while. Um, <laughs> did you uh, did you pick one for December out of this five? The romances they seem cute, but I probably won't get to them right now. I'm reading the Royal Holiday, which is the Jasmine Guillory book that mm-hmm. is about an older woman who goes. Her daughter is like a seamstress or something, and she's going to be working on a dress for one of the duchesses of England, and her mother tags along with her and it's around Christmas and the queen's secretary is this black man that she develops a romance with. And it's cute. So I think I've had my, my cute Royal, Royal romance. So (laughs) I don't think I'm in the market for another one. I think that that's my limit. Dear Edward was one that I had kind of, that I had flagged before I even knew it was going to be a book of the month pick Mm -hmm. as something to investigate further. But like you, I don't know that I want to pull, the trigger on it. I read Long Bright River and um, I really like that. I was wondering about the glittering hour. See, the glittering hour and the wives, I feel like I have e galleys of them. So I was going to take a look just to see if, if I wanted one in hardcover. If I do anything this time around, it will be, I would go for the glittering hour. Mm, interesting. It looks okay. like because I feel like it's going to be more literary than it is historical. I was just taking, like, flipping through some of the pages and taking a look at the writing this morning. The wives looks like it looks like it's typical domestic suspense. Like, yep. I I don't know that there's going to be that extra thing that that gets me interested. I might be just burnt out on wives. <laughs> yeah. No, I I hear you. I think if um. If I didn't already have it in the house, I would have gotten Dear Edward. That one looked good to me. But it's sitting yeah. upstairs, so I don't need it. It might be – maybe I would do Dear Edward as an extra, but I'm definitely leaning towards the glittering hour. Okay. All right. Well, we will report back as to our final decisions and what we thought of them. So, Gail, I know I had a follow-up question for you because last week you were agonizing over your pick for – your birth year book, right. um, Charlotte, okay. sometimes, did you make a decision? Yeah. So here's what I came out on it. I finally found Charlotte sometimes on audio, on Audible. Ooh. Yeah. I, okay. It's not in the library. It's not, I can't find it anywhere else except on Audible. So what I've just, and it's short, it's like five and a half hours. So what I've decided I'm going to do. Audible exclusive? 
it's a, it's an old book, so maybe it's just I don't know. That's a good question. What I it's also cheaper than like a typical audio. Isn't like a typical Audible full length somewhere around like twenty bucks or something? Uh, or I guess fifteen. Pl- yeah, yeah. So this one is like regular like, price is nine bucks, probably because you said it's YA, right? Or it's children's. I think it's even younger than that. And it's only five. It's short. So what I'm going to do when I finish the audio, I'm going to just get it from Audible. And I'm going to listen to it on audio. And that will be that. Because for whatever reason, it's not grabbing me on print. So that's my plan. and And I'm now into my Pulitzer, which is Interpreter of Maladies by Jhumpa Lahiri, which is her short story collection. And I've read maybe three of them. And then it's just the skin book. So I think I'm, I think I'm okay. I think it's, I'm going to, I've got a plan. I think it's going to work. It's going to work out. (laughs) I've also got my categories for next year, I think. And they're very different in some, well, they're, they're different from what I've done to date. Like they, they are much more tailored to me and my interests. So that may be less appealing to other people, (laughs) but, um, I think that they're broad enough that I think and, – and and they're also like the types of categories where it's – like, okay, so I'll just tell you. So some of them are – one of them is uh, read a book that's been on your shelf for three or more years. So that – anyone can do that, right? It's not – you know, you can pick anything, but at least it's something that you know you want to read. Then I have – For me, that would probably be cartwheel. See, so you've got something right away that you know you yeah. want. So rather than it being like a book about uh, space or a book about, you know, <laughs> or a book with like a month in the title, instead it's like you pick, but at least it guides you towards something. Then I and have, are you going to do 12? I'm going to do 12. Don't then tell I us have, all of them. Don't tell us anymore. Okay. So Gail and I had discussed that we would do a readerly report challenge, which would be a combination of 12 books that I would like to read or my reading prompts and 12 books from Gail that we would combine. She's going to do her every day. I write the book blog challenge. That will be 12. And maybe we'll make levels where you could do either one of ours or both of ours. If you wanted a super challenge, we'll see. Yeah. I love that. So, okay. I'm not going to, I won't reveal these all yet. I think they're fun. I look at them and they're, I feel like they're creative enough, but they, but there's nothing here that I'm like, Oh, you know, like I kind of was. So they're creative enough that you can be challenged and sort of approach things that you've been wanting to read from your bookshelf or just have been wanting to make the time to explore, but are not going to, they're not going to lock, they're going to give you enough choice that. Yes, that you will not feel like. You know, because I feel like birth year books or whatever, I mean, reading books from different times that are written in times that are different can be really weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like they either have to be really old that have stood the test of time, but just randomly picking up a book from, you know, I don't know, whenever, that's right. not quite historical fiction, or even in the 80s, I feel like some of those mm-hmm. books feel really stylized to me. Yeah. Because we've, as a culture, have advanced writing or are writing in different ways or our syntax are, is different and just tone and yeah, I don't know. No, I think you're right. I have one category on here that is a plot-driven category, which I think you will enjoy because it's something we've talked about somewhat recently. But that's it. The rest of them are much more open-ended. So, okay, I'm excited to reveal this. I'll probably reveal it in a week or two on my blog, and then then we can talk about it on the show. 
Yeah. But I feel good. Like someone was recommending some stuff and I have a, a, a reader, I mean, a every day I write the book challenge Facebook group. group. And somebody posted like a book about a, um, a unknown historical figure or something. And I'm like, I just, I just looked at it and I thought, you know, that is going to put me back in the same camp. I felt like I was in this year where I, there were some that felt like a chore. And they well, really- I feel like some of them are just, that would be really research given, like driven yeah. or like, right. how would, how would I even find that unless right. you knew of a book? If, right. Yeah. I don't know. These should be ones that you can probably figure out pretty quickly. But there's a few things too that are pop sugar challenge esque, like the things I kind of roll my eyes at sometimes. I've got a couple of those on here. I I don't know. Oh, wait, I'm wait, excited wait. about. Tell us one. an example of that one. A blue cover. <laughs> oh gosh, no! <laughs> you have to um, someone. You have to do shoes on a cover. <laughs> shoes. Yeah, this one is either that blue. or upside. You have to find an upside down ice cream cone cover. <laughs> <laughs> right, a smashed lollipop. Right. Um, yeah. So, okay. So now we know, you know, smashed, two of them. Smashed candy covers that suggest menace and upset. Yeah. Or loss of childhood innocence. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh so I'll, re- I'll reveal these in a couple weeks. I'm, I'm excited. All right. Give us an update on what you've been reading. I am reading right now and I've kind of had to take myself by the collar and recommit to reading this. Is The Current by Tim Johnston. Now, I had read his book, The Descent, and it was about this, I think it was a brother and sister who go up into the mountains and the sister goes missing. And I, you know, I have to do some more research. I don't know if I really wanted to read that book and started it, but never finished it, or I feel like I read it and I thought it was really good, but I I don't know. I'm having a little bit of bookish amnesia. But anyway... So this book is The Current, and it is about two women in college who take a road trip to visit one's father because he is sick. And they end up going into this river that is not too far from one of the girls' hometown. So one of the girls lives and the other dies in the river. But other things have happened in this river. Like there have been other mysterious deaths. There was one mysterious death of a young girl that had taken place 10 years earlier. So it is about the town that surrounds this river, the relationship that the people have to each other and how these like mysterious deaths concerning this river affect the town. Now I really like his writing, but it is very, very detailed a lot of rural details, farm life, the ruminations of people. So I'm finding it to be a, a little bit long, like a little bit overwritten, like I could use less details, mm-hmm. but I really do like the story. So I, w- I was starting, you know, I was realizing that there were chapters that I was skimming through and I do like the book and I do like his writing. And so I think that I'm just going to read it at a much slower pace, like maybe just read a chapter or two. So that it doesn't seem like it's just so much overwhelming bucolic farm detail to me in a sense. I mean, because I really like the characters, but a lot of it is sort of written in stream of consciousness with them. Like they just, there's so much minutia 
and details of their lives. So on the one hand, like I enjoy the story. I think it's really compelling. I like the interactions between the characters. And then on the other hand, it's like all these details and I'm sort of like, okay, I could do less uh, with the tumbleweeds blowing across the land. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's, those are my thoughts on that. So I had mentioned that I'm reading Jasmine Guillory's book, The Royal Holiday, and I'm enjoying that. I have to read a little bit more. I feel like it's a generic. I don't really get the feeling that she knew a whole lot about the royal family. It seems like it's sort of the details are loose enough that it really doesn't matter. I don't know that I'm getting that English feeling from it, but I'm in early days. But it's cute, and I'm enjoying that. I'm also reading something that won't be out. It'll be out in January. And Gail, I think that you will really like this one because it is a memoir of a woman who spent about four or five years working at various tech startups. Mm. And she's a writer now. She writes for The New Yorker and she's written for N Plus One and a bunch of other literary websites and, and news sites. And she covers tech and culture. What's her name? Anna Wiener. Hmm. Okay. So this is going to be out mid-January. And I started it yesterday. I read probably, I read 75% of it yesterday. I'm sure I'll finish, finish it up today, but I'm really enjoying it. Just a lot about the different tech companies that she worked at, the culture, how it's changing San Francisco, how she interacts with, with apps and her online presence given that she's worked at these tech companies and she kn- she knows what kind of information that they're gathering and and basically who has access to it. So What's what is it book called? Uncanny Valley. Okay. That sounds great. And it's a memoir. It's really good. You I think you'll really like it. Yeah. You know, especially being a female at at a tech startup. Yeah. You know, because she talks a, a lot about all of those different issues. Sounds good. Going to add that to my list. Like Gail and I, we, we're talking about, I know we have one more show coming up where we are going to be having a guest. Should we announce it and ask people if they have any questions for her? Sure. Sure. We are going to be talking in a few weeks with Catherine Center, who is the author of How to Walk Away, Things You Save in a Fire. And we're going to be looking back on the year and talking about our reading superlatives. And yeah. um, we actually have two more shows because we're also going to do our book club for Ask Again Yes. And then we have that self-help one. So things have been kind of hectic lately. We, we've, we've been recording every, I think we've been posting an episode every couple of months just to give us some time to do No, no, every couple of weeks. Weeks. couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been that bad. We've been posting every <laughs> couple of weeks. Yeah. It hasn't been that bad. So I don't know. So maybe... Maybe the last month of December, we, we might, I don't know, sneak in three episodes. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but we do have a couple of shows planned that I would like to do this year. Yeah. And then we have to do our, you know, our looking back. I really love the superlative show. I'm looking forward to doing this with Catherine. Last year we did it with Sarah and we mm-hmm. each had different categories of, you know, what was the weirdest book we read or the most wholesome or the most memorable or just something just, I guess the extremes of our reading. So not our tip, not your typical best of list, I guess is what I'll say. Kind of like our gift guide, not typical. Right. (laughs) 
Um, all right. Well, speaking of that, should we get into our, the second half of our gift guide? Yes, we should. All right. So last week, you know what I want to tell you though? Yeah. So you had said that you might be interested in, in, um, you, that series on, or did you watch the first season? Oh, I watched the first season. Yeah. It got too creepy. I had to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Season two is, 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 I think it's out on Netflix now, or if it's not out now, it will be out imminently. So, and I feel like the author that you really like, Teddy Wayne. Who is that? Um, Teddy Wayne. He wrote that. It was like a book that you had read. Oh, that was sort he wrote of about the Loser. Harvard guy. Loser or Loner. Yeah. I can't remember one of those two. Yeah. Oh, that is a dark Loner, one. I think Loner. it was. Yeah. I think that they're making his, I think they're, that they're making that book into a show. I feel like I read that somewhere. I think we talked about that. Um on Did the we? show once. Okay. Yeah, a long time ago. So that that's interesting now. It's going to finally come out. Boy, that is a dark book. I will probably watch that, though. <laughs> <laughs> you had to bail on. Well, now that you've read it, I guess you're a little bit more prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Since you read it already and you were mildly amused by it. Speaking of good shows, we just started watching a good show. <clears throat> it's on Apple Ooh. Plus, so the new Apple streaming channel. And we are watching the show, The Morning Show, which is the Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon show about the, the two of them become co-anchors of a morning show. And it's, it's, it is a Me Too show that actually was created and I think written and cast before Matt Lauer. But it's really basically the Matt Lauer storyline. And so I've only seen one episode so far. My Family has watched episode two, and it's really good. So I'm excited to keep to keep binging that one. How much is Apple Plus? Then is it? I don't know because we got a year for free because we I bought a, a new phone for my daughter, so it came bundled in her phone. So I'm not sure. I'm gonna guess it's to probably like ten bucks a month or something. I Maybe, feel like I don't it was know. not that much. Oh, is that right? I don't even know because it was. I just saw that we had it for free. I was like, "Oh, well, let's add this." And then, if you have Apple right. TV, I feel like I have. Do you have an Apple TV? Yeah, so I just watch it through the Apple TV. I'm sure you can watch it on your computer too. Interesting. I was looking at the new Emily Dickinson one, but I had looked at that and I was like, "Do I want to?" Mm, Reese Witherspoon pony up. Yeah. Recent Jennifer and the really, No, really I feel good. like between having Verizon, I feel like there's something that I would probably get a year for free to with that and with mm-hmm. Disney. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ended up getting a year free on Disney Plus also. It's very smart yeah. how they did it because they're just going to get us all right. Hooked. And then we're, and then we're right. not even going to notice. Then we'll pay. And our charge, yeah, our credit card will get charged. And we'll be like, oh, but I like that one show. I guess I got to keep it. It's right, really smart. Right. So. <laughs> You know how Amazon Prime, you can try the different channels. You get them for a week. So, you know, I really want to watch Dublin Murder and it's on Stars. I think they're up to episode three. I'm going to try to wait till they finish the series and watch it with my free add-on week. Even Mm -hmm. though I kind of just rotate through the channels. Like, I'm usually, I'll pick one and, you know, because I'm such, I'm a cord cutter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I stream everything through, like, Chromecast or whatever. So I just rotate through them. I'm always paying $10 a month for something, but I will definitely pick a platform that I want to, you know, dive into and watch all their stuff for that month or whatever. Oh, I do that sometimes because then 
like my aunt has stuff, you know, you, you just get your parents. I just get my family's passwords. <laughs> right. <laughs> for Hulu and Netflix and. Mm-hmm. So I'm saving up those episodes so that I can just binge watch the entire series. But then The Rook is on Stars. There's a lot of kind of book related content that's on Stars. And I feel like Apple Plus is going to have a few things too. So we'll see. Yep. Yep. All right. So on to the gift guide. Okay. On to the gift guide. So last week we covered a number of categories. We covered about, I think, five or six, and we each have about five more. I'll kick it off with my first category, which is books for fans of literary fiction, which is Nicole and my preferred and favorite category. That's our forte. Our forte, right. So I picked three of my favorite literary fiction books from the year. And we may have mentioned at least one of these books so far. I can't remember in other categories. But for me, this is if you have a friend who loves literary fiction and hasn't gotten to these three, I would recommend them. And two of them are new and one of them is old. So the first one is The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead, which Nicole and I discussed uh, earlier this year in a book club episode. Um, the second one is Our Souls at Night by Kent Haroof. That is not a new book. Um, and it's the first of his books that I've read. I'm looking forward to reading more, but I greatly enjoyed that one. And then the third one is, I think our, our maybe it wasn't our pick. I always forget who won our, um, our bracket challenge in March because we ended up flipping a coin, but I picked The Great Believers by Rebecca Mackay, which I still recommend all the time. And it really remains one of my favorite. Tiari Jones this year. won, so. Tayari Jones won too. Okay, so she won for American Marriage, and I'll add American Marriage to that category as well. So those four, Nickel Boys, Our Souls at Night, Great Believers, and American Marriage. If you have someone on your list who likes to read books with um, either weighty issues or um, beautiful writing or um, just... Naval gazing. <laughs> Naval gazing. I recommend any one of those four. I think th those would be a hit. Yeah. That so really that get into the details and the. Right. So that is my category. What's your next category? All right. So my next category only has one book in it. Maybe it should have been a superlative, but I'm going to include it here. It is literary fiction. So this is for your friend who likes literary fiction, but who likes things that are a little weird. And that would be The Need by Helen Phillips. This is the story of a mother whose husband has gone away on a trip and she's in the apartment or she's in her house by herself with her two kids. And there is just this mysterious figure that shows up that's in her living room. She's made her daughter hide in the closet she has hidden her son as best she can, who he's still a baby. And she is invited or compelled to the living room to kind of deal with, with what presents itself in the living room. I'll just say that. Hmm. <laughs> it is, it's just, it's one of these stories. I don't even know how to categorize it. It's literary fiction, but it's sort of very menacing and could sort of be horror a little bit but is also science fiction. It's an interesting read on motherhood and the duties and responsibilities of motherhood and how do you, 
how do you manage to be a full person? And what parts of you do you feel like you lose or would benefit? Would benefit? I don't know. I can't describe this book without giving something away. It's just weird. You have to read it. You know, I think it's really good. But you do definitely get to the end. It's not if you like anything that's neat. I wouldn't read this because you get to the end and it's sort of like, what did I just read? Like, sort of horrifying. I was sort of menaced by it. But it has this very interesting commentary on motherhood. If you like science fiction, it really weaves in like reality and what you think of reality and what constitutes reality. I'll just say that. But yeah. (laughs) Hmm. I just heard a discussion about that book on the Currently Reading podcast and they were just... What did they... Oh, I think it was... Was it Katie or Meredith? I think it was Katie had read it. And she just was blown away by it. Like she, she, you know, kind of was skeptical at first or, you know, kind of wasn't sure she was going to like it. And she said she thought it was amazing. I read it. And then one of my friends read it. And she's like, I don't know what happened in the end. I mean, it, it, it just defies explanation. And even if you were, if we talk about it, you know, it's just like different stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to talk about. We would have to have, like, you would have to read it and we would just have to have a straight up spoilery discussion about it because mm-hmm. I couldn't even describe it. Yeah, she was like, but she yeah, was there's a hard like time. this menacing thing that appears in the living room and this woman has to interact with it. And it just, it just, I don't know. All right. Well, enough of me just sputtering <laughs> on about that because then we'll get like a bad review that says we're incoherent. <laughs> <laughs> And talk too slow. Yes, we don't want that. (laughs) We've got that review already. (laughs) Okay, so my next book, I think this is a category that I did last year. It's called Mind Distractors. So maybe you have a friend who's going through a difficult time with maybe they've got a health challenge or they're dealing with difficult family stuff or, you know, something's happening where there's sort of a, a, a recurring level of stress in their lives and they need something to read to take their mind off of or just distract them from whatever's in front of them. So I have two books that I put on this list. Um, one is going to be a controversial pick because there's some people who love this book and some people who roll their eyes whenever they hear it, but it is Where the Crawdads Sing and by Delia Owens. And, you know, I read that this year. Um, it is an incredibly hyped book. Many think overhyped. Many think deservedly hyped. Um, I will say this for where the crawdads sing, it is a um, addictive read and it is something you pick up. And once you're in it, you don't want to put it down because you just want to find out what happened. And, you know, it may be realistic, unrealistic. It might be overwritten, whatever, whatever you want to say about this book, there's no denying that it is a page turner. So if you know someone who is really just in need of some distraction, I think that is an appropriate person for whom to buy where the crawdads sing. I also put Forever is the Worst Long Time by Camille Pagan on this list. This is a book about a guy who is in love, falls in love with his best friend's girlfriend and how that plays out in his and her life. And I just like, I just had to know what was going to happen. It, it just, I enjoy her writing and I was really sucked into this book and it's not super light. It kind of looks like it's like a light 
not romancy, but a light sort of contemporary fiction book. And it, it, it isn't, it's got, I've got some emotional heft to it, but I really got sucked in and I actually really want to read some more Camille Pagan because I want to see if she replicates that in her other books. But, um, I recommend that one for someone who needs distraction. So I'm going to add to that list, the last by Hannah Jameson. It is a book about a husband who is maybe having some marital problems. He goes on a trip. He is at a work conference in Sweden. He's at this hotel where there have been like weird suicides and things that have happened. So there's like an aura of mystery around this hotel. And he is there at the end of the world or what appears to be the end of the world. Something has happened communication is lost in all the different countries of the world. And as far as he knows, it's just he and the other inhabitants of the hotel at this time. So they are, you know, they're making the best of things. And some people are deciding to leave and some people are staying and they're trying to organize themselves to outlast whatever it is that comes when they discover a body in the water towers. On the one hand, they're trying to deal with this major catastrophe. But on the other hand, this man is trying to discover what has happened to the young woman who is, whose body is found in the, in the water tower. A combination of end of the world dystopian thriller, but also a locked room mystery at the same time. And it was just one of those books that was just really engrossing and page turning and you just you know, you're just sucked into it reading it. I thought it was really good. One of the few books that I've read that I think discusses the discusses issues of the world or that's kind of dystopian, but at the same time is contemporary fiction. You know, I it's this is not this is no station 11. I'll say that. But it was it's just it's a page turner. It's really good. Mm -hmm. I I think I said I was going to add another book to this category. Oh, yeah. The two Lila Bennett's. I love this book. Such a page turner. This is like, you know, if you like sliding doors, more traumatic. (laughs) This is a more traumatic sliding doors where this woman, she's a defense attorney and she is at a crossroads at her life. She's having an affair with an attorney who's in her office. So she's not sure whether she wants to cut bait on her marriage or if she wants to settle down into her marriage and make things work with her husband, sort of renew and rekindle things between them. But in one life, she's not given that choice. She's kidnapped and she is in in a, being held hostage in a room by someone and she's trying to figure out who might want to wish her harm. And of course, she's a defense attorney. So there are many people who she has, I guess, got acquitted of their charges. So she, there are, she has many enemies and she's just trying to figure out what is going on in the other version of her life. She's having to grapple with the same things. I think she's grappling with what it means for her to be a defense attorney and how it's affected her life. Someone has found out some information on her and they're kind of blackmailing her. So there's definitely things going on in each life that are intriguing and have you turning the pages. One is definitely more traumatic because she is being held hostage, but the book is all about, you will wonder which, if either of these lives, like what is going on, which one is real and how she reaches a resolution. So I really like that book. 
All right. So my next category is, and I think I had this one last year as well, books to read with your best friend. So these are books that I recommend that you pick up a lot and your best friend picks it up too and you read it at the same time so that you can talk about it so that you can compare notes on what's happening, whether it's shocking or heartwarming or sad or whatever it is. And these are two of my favorite reads from this year. And I think I actually read these back to back and I funny, I always pair them together in my mind. The first one is Fleischman is in Trouble by Taffy Burdesser Ackner. Um, this one is a great book about just contemporary marriage. And um, it has, it takes a turn at one point that you don't necessarily expect, which is also a fun thing to talk about. It seems like this book constantly inspires discussion and conversation among people who've read it. So I think it'd be a great read along with a best friend and to just laugh out loud at parts of it and compare notes and predict where you think it's going to go. And then my second choice is Linda Holmes's book, uh, Every Drake Starts Over. I loved this book. It's one of my favorites from this year. And it's just a sweet book. And I think that it would be really fun to read that with a friend too. It just, it's not like super thought provoking or suspenseful, but it's just a sweet book and people like to talk about it and share it. So I think you should pick that up with your friend. Buy two copies, keep one for yourself, give the other one to your best friend, and then pick a month that you're going to read it together. So to that, I would add Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I think that this book is really fun if, whether you listen to it on audio, which I did, which it is, they cast it. So Jennifer, Jennifer Beals, I think is the, is is Daisy and Brent, Benjamin Bratt plays, you know, voices the guy who's the love interest. It is one of those books. It's a great read, but it's also a great listen. If you are nostalgic, if you like uh, about bands, you know, like I think it's really based on seventies bands. Like I didn't listen to the band that this book is supposedly based on. I think it's Fleetwood Mac, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that experience of that, but it's just like picking up an interview and reading about like almost like a behind the music kind of thing. Like what happened to drive this band apart? It's told in retrospect. They're being interviewed for this piece and you know how they met each other, how the band was formed, what they were going through. So, you know, it's kind of got those, that sex drug rock and roll element, a bit of slow burning, will they or won't they relationship going on. And I think that that would be super fun to read with a friend. The other book that many people have read, so good luck finding a friend <laughs> who hasn't read it. But if you have not read Becoming right now, I think that's a good book to read mm. with your girlfriends. I definitely had several conversations with people, like lots of my girlfriends were reading it at the same time. So not only did I have an in real life book club discussion that was fun about it, you know, it's one of those books that people are reading and you definitely get to have conversations about it. So if your best friend has not read that yet, I would, I would give Michelle a try. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely geared to her and, and, you know, her struggles as a woman, as a mother, I think it's a bipartisan book. I don't think scared off that it might have a political element. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, it's so fantastic. And it's so good. Yeah. It's a great book. You know, and she has a journal now. So if you have a friend who's a writer, she has a journal that will is a companion, I guess, to this that will prompt you to think about things in your own life and to cultivate your own becoming. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely second both of those. My next category is, and I just have one. It's a cookbook. It's a Little Women cookbook. So if you have a friend who is who loved that book and is nostalgic, it's so fun because it takes a look at all the recipes in Little Women and it takes a look at those cookbooks and it tells you like, you know, what strange things they were eating at the time or what ingredients were in it. And it updates some of those recipes. So um, maybe there will be a custard instead of blancmange, which, you know, is like you would boil horse hooves, I guess. <laughs> For an updated recipe, you would probably just use gelatin or whatever, but it definitely, it delves into, you know, gives you a little perspective on all those family scenes. And, you know, when Lori takes the girls on a picnic and they say a hamper is packed, she investigates like what cookbooks were saying at the time based on Lori's background, the fact that his family was wealthy, like, and he was from England, what would have been in that hamper? What would he have served? What would the March women, what would those girls have been eating as opposed to he was? It's just really fun. And it's, you know, it's a cookbook. So it has all these introductions to the recipes and it talks about the book, but at the same time, it's a very quick read. And I feel like something that's just fun to have. That sounds really fun. If you really like little yeah. women. Yeah. If I make a recipe, I will report back yeah, to you guys. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Okay. So my next category, I call this the friend who wants all the details. So do you have a friend who's a great listener and really good at delving into what's going on, but they, they just want to know everything. They want to hear the entire story and they want to just know every aspect of it, whether it's something going on in your life or something going on in you know, pop culture or politics or whatever. So I have two books that um, I think fit the bill for this type of person. And they're both nonfiction. One of which we talked about last week, it's three women by Lisa Tadeo, which delves into the kind of love and sex lives of three real women. And it's told extremely meticulously. And I really enjoyed this one, but we've talked about this book to death. So I, I will just leave it at that. And then the second one is Inheritance by Danny Shapiro, which is the memoir of Shapiro discovering that her, the man that she always believed was her father was not in fact her biological father. And it goes through all of the stages of her, all of the emotions she goes through once she discovers this and the, from shock to curiosity and, you know, what happens. And it's just, it's just a beautiful memoir. And I feel like I was invited into her brain and into her heart to see what was she was thinking and feeling all that time. And I just, I really enjoyed it. So if you know somebody who enjoys that type of immersion into other people's deep emotional state, I think both of those books fit the bill. My next category is basically the book, book reading adjacent category. So Gail, if you have any of those, Get okay. ready. Just in general, I think for reading, if you are someone who has wanted to try an e-reader and you don't know which one you like, I would do either the Nook Glowworm or the Kindle Paperwhite, um, just depending on which way you want to go. Those are really small e-readers. They're light. They, they don't have the glare or anything, a little bit more like reading paper, easy to hold in one hand. Like I hear mothers, uh, new mothers talk a lot about how they were able to continue reading because you can just 
it's light enough to hold in one hand and to turn the pages. It makes it really easy. And then they could, you know, have their other free hand free to manage their children. You know, I think that if you want to travel, it's lightweight. It, it will fit into a lot of different size purses that are not tote size. Cause I feel like I'm always carrying around a tote size bag because I want to have my book in it, but they're good for travel to just stack with books. So those two versions I recommend, like I said, because they're just more like reading paper that you're not worried about the glare. If you are someone like me who reads on their phone sometimes, or if you look at the computer screen a lot and you want to make sure that you are getting your sleep, then there are two different blue light reading glasses that I recommend that I mean, you can either wear them all the time if you want to reduce the glare or eye strain, or sometimes, most times I think I just, after the sun goes down, I will put them on. And um, there's the Levo pair that I will recommend. I like them. It, they're really affordable. I think you spend 20 bucks, you get two pairs. One is like tortoiseshell, or that's the color that I pick, like the tortoiseshell, the blue and the brown, or the blue, the brown, yeah, mix. And, um, and then the other pair I think is clear. And then if you like a lot, if you like more stylish pairs, then I would recommend the Privé Revo kind because they give you lots of different styles. And also if you're at this, you know, if you like to magnify, add mag- magnification to your reading glasses, if you have reading glasses and you want to combine, you can also get them with plus one or whatever it is. And they have many different styles, like they have the square ones, or if you want a really round look, that's something else that I recommend. I don't have any reading adjacent things to recommend. I recommended the AirPods on the last show for audio listening, but I tend to be like a straightforward print print book person. So I don't actually have anything to add. Although I will add one quick thing since we're talking about book adjacent products. I just downloaded an app called Book Clubs. Um, looking to Book Clubs? See if that's what it's called. Yes, Book Clubs, but the last letter is a Z instead of an S. And it is a book, mm. it is an app that helps you organize your book club. So you set up the name of the book club. I think I've heard of yeah, this. Yeah, someone recommended it. I don't remember where I saw it on Facebook or something. You just put in the name of your book club and you put in everyone's address, email addresses. So you invite them to join and then you can schedule things. So you've got, you can put the date of the next meeting, the time and location. People can RSVP. You write, you put what book you're reading. Does it help you choose books? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it does. Um, does it have like a polling feature? Books we want. Yeah, polls. It does have a polling feature. So that's really cool. So you can add. Book Ooh, choices. Perfect. Yep. And everyone can poll. And I bet they can do it anonymously. So that's kind of good. And you've got lists of books we've read, books we want to read. So maybe you've got some, you say, oh, we really want to read that, but let's do that later. But then, you know, you, no one can remember two months later what that was. You just stick it in the app and it sends reminders about the meetings. So I'm going to recommend the book clubs app. Our, our little book club is on here now. And, um, everyone, I don't know, I sent an email out. I said, Hey, do you guys want to do this? And I didn't know if people were going to be like, Oh, I don't want another app, another thing to check. And everyone said yes, right away. So that's what we're doing. So, th- Well, if it's organizing it and sending it through email, then that's. Yeah. Let me see. 
or maybe the, or it or it prompts you to go into the app or something. Well, it sends you notifications, pop up notifications through your phone, and then I think it also sends emails. Yeah, I, we we I just set it up, so I haven't um, made it through a cycle with our book club in it yet. But I'm I'm yeah, I'm excited about it. Nice little tool. So Gail will report back on that, yeah. but check that out. What else will I say about reading adjacent things? I love if, you know, I love, I'm a multitasker with my reading. Like if someone cancels on me, like if I have things that I, you know, was supposed to meet a friend or whatever, I'm never sad if you give me enough notice of if I haven't like gotten ready and left the house and then I have a free evening, then I love to get into, I will say, I don't know, I have reading pajamas that I really like. For when I'm not necessarily going to be sleeping, but I'm just lounging around the house, I really like my lake pajamas that are striped. They come in very um, different sizes or whatever. I have the kind with shorts or if I have the heat on or if it's really warm in the house that I can just put those on and cozy up and you do like a face mask. I have my glam and glow tasty mud one that I like that I just slather on my face and can just read away. I don't know. There's just nothing better than having that free a moment of time where you can just kind of get in jammies mm-hmm. and, you know, put something nice and hydrating on your face and you know, at least spend half an hour, an hour, whatever, reading your book. If you have mm-hmm. that time, I love that. They also have these really like amazing robes that I love. Like I'm all about the different kinds of pinstripes or whatever. So I really like the corn fl- flower blue ones. And I think the hydrangea ones are really cool as well. But there's several different selections. What's so the name of the brand? Always about that. Always about the cozy socks. It's Lake Pajamas. Okay. And it's it's the Pima line, P I M A. Okay. So, what was your next category, Gail? My next category is and this is my last category. Um this is for your friend who always likes to read the book before the movie comes out. So, people who don't want to do the movie instead of the book and they just want to have it first. So these are one, two, three, four books that are being made into movies in 2020. And so you can get a jump on those. So the first one is a book I don't love. We've talked about many times, little fires everywhere by Celeste Ng that is being made into a movie next year. (laughs) So if you know someone on the planet who has not read this book, not many of them left, but who wants to read that before the movie comes out, because I'm sure the movie will be good. Uh, that is, I'm one of those. Isn't it going to be? Oh, maybe it's a series. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. So so some of these are going to be TV and some of these are going to be movies. Um, the next one is another controversial book, the woman in the window by AJ Finn. This is a domestic thriller. This is coming out in a movie, I think with Amy Adams. And when I say movie, it might be on TV. I have no idea. At this point, it's all interchangeable to me, but I think it is going to be like a a one time, like a movie as opposed to a, a series. Um, that is coming out next year. Um, a book that I never read that I believe you read that I kept saying I was going to read for every time I was trying to finish some short books. Um, it's news of the world by Paulette Gillies. I think that's the name of the author. Um, that is being made into a movie with Tom Hanks next year. And it's a civil war set. That's really interesting. Civil war. Mm, Okay. Around there. Yeah. And, uh, I've heard really good things about that book. And now that it's coming out in a movie, I might try to actually finally get to it. See, that's one of those books, though, that is misleading because it is a 
It's a short book, but it's not a short book that I feel like it's easy to breeze through. It's one of those short books that's like really dense and requires, I don't know, attention. Like it took me a while to read that book. Like I really liked it, but it's definitely, what's interesting about it, it's it's sort of like a buddy movie that's set back in the day between an older man who's tasked with escorting um, this, I don't don't know if she's a missing girl who's found, but he's... Mm. She'd been kidnapped or something? It was a young girl who had been kidnapped by the, by Native Americans or something. So she had been living with the tribe. And I don't believe that she was able to communicate like they were able to communicate because I think that she knew the language of the tribe. So it was just all about the things they encountered as he is bringing her back to her, you know, back to her family. It was a really good book, but like I said, some short books you pick up and you blow through them or whatever, but I think the emotional weight and the relationships in that book made made it a short book that's not necessarily a quick read. All right, and then the last book that's being made into a movie, I have not read this, is Leanne Moriarty's latest book, Nine Perfect Strangers, which I believe I picked up at Book Expo this year. I haven't read it yet, but that's also coming out. And so I'm sure it being Leanne Moriarty, it's going to get a bunch of hype. So those are my four picks for your friend who wants to read the book before the movie comes out. All right. So those are our recommendations for gifts for the book lovers in your life, the readers in your life. Uh, Pair this with the episode we aired last week, and hopefully we've got you covered. So Nicole and I will be back later in December, like I said, with our Ask Again Yes book conversation and also our look back on the reading year with Catherine Center. So if you have any burning questions for Catherine Center, or if there are any (laughs) book superlatives that you want her input on, I guess, or guidance on like the best funny book she read or whatever, we can definitely ask her and see if she has any answers to those kinds of questions. And of course, we'll ask her all our normal questions about what type of reader she is and and do all of that investigating so looking forward to that gail is going to read her skincare (laughs) self-help book and so we can discuss if she found any worthwhile advice and you know just if you want to if you have anything that you think is really helpful in your skincare routine maybe we can take some reader Mm. have some reader tips that we can discuss on the show. And I will discuss my skincare routine. Gail, do you have a skincare routine? No, that's why I need to read the book. My skincare routine is so linked to reading. That's interesting. Yeah, I find find reading is a wonderful way to multitask that. All right, I'm excited for this Especially if you want to, you know, like if, yeah, okay. So tell us your tips. If you have questions for Catherine, I don't know. Holiday times are busy, so I don't know if we will get a chance to have a readerly report reader join us on this book club. But, you know, I don't know if you think you have time, if you've read the book, if you're interested, shoot us us a note, shoot us a note. note. All right. Well, until then, happy reading. Happy reading. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the readerly report. You can find all of our shows on iTunes or at thereaderlyreport.com. Please join our Facebook group, Readerly Report Readers, where you can talk to other listeners about their reading life. You can also find Nicole at NicoleBonia.com and me, Gail, at EverydayIWriteTheBookBlog.com. 
finally, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes and told your book-loving friends about us. Thanks.